Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show that shares honest, real-life stories and insider info from internationals living in Canada. I am your host, Kate Johnson, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Join me as I chat with fellow newcomers and learn all about where they are from in the world, why they chose Canada as their new home, and the lessons they've learnt along the way. It's great to have you. You've heard me say it many times by now, we all go through an emotional roller coaster when we move to a new country, and it's not really spoken about. Together with this episode's guest, Harisha from India, we discuss the importance of finding your own strength when you no longer have your support network from home, and we share some valuable advice for overcoming those down days. This is what I've been waiting for for my whole life to move to Canada and to live a certain life with my husband. But then it just didn't, you know, go according to the plan. I was in a very, very negative phase, you know, of um, uh, missing family and then don't know what I should do. My career is on a break. And then coming from that everything is wrong phase um, to actually, you know, take that step of, yes, I don't have that support that I had back home. I don't have people cheering me every single day right beside me here, motivating me. But I have to bring that strength from myself and turn things around. And that's exactly what I've done, you know. We also discuss Harisha's unique moving to Canada story, how her husband moved to Canada in 2012. And it wasn't until eight years later that she was able to finally join him here. We chat about India, food, yoga and more. Let's start the show. Hi, Harisha. How are you? I'm good, Kate. How are you? I am so well. Oh, it does feel so good to to be talking with you finally. I met you a few times now at our monthly New to Canada virtual socials. And I also love the work you're doing with the Newcomers Through Yoga community. So yeah, I'm really excited to, to get to know you better. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Awesome, awesome. Likewise as well. I, you know, I remember we spoke a couple of months back and then, you know, finally happy to be here and make this happen to have this conversation with you. <laughs> yes. Lovely. Yeah. First off, I'd love an update on your job search. I know you reached out to me way back when saying that you'd lined up some interviews. How how did all that go in the end? Oh, yeah. So I have to start with this that, you know, um, after I met Elizabeth, she mentioned uh, she spoke about you and your podcast and I started listening. So there was this one specific podcast, I think, uh, Oh God, I forgot the name. <laughs> Shavari. It was Shavari, wasn't it? Canada InfoNet? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So she works for JVS Toronto and then she spoke about these workshops um, that we can attend. Newcomers who's, you know, uh, looking for a job can attend and then, you know, try learn what the process is in Canada. Uh, so that helped me a lot. Um, you know, I just wanted to shout out uh, and tell you that you're good. You were specifically doing a great job bringing people and then I love that people are sharing their uh, you know uh, tips and tricks uh, you know that the newcomers can uh, actually incorporate into their whatever it is you know not just the job search there are other podcasts that I uh, heard from your you know your channel and then it's it's really good I I, I want to start off with the appreciation Thank you. Oh, thank you. No, that's it just makes it all worth it. Like I was just mentioning to you before the call, it's it is a lot of work, but it's those kind of stories that 
yeah, they just make my day, my week. Everything. Definitely. Yeah. I met another set of people as well, you know, through newcomers, through yoga community. And then I, I, I should have done this before, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I should have been out here uh, maybe last year. And then, um, you know, just, just ask for help. That's the most important thing, actually. Um, yeah, you know. so true. There's so many resources out there now and so many communities and people that, that want to help and share their lessons. And yeah, it's so true. But yeah, it's definitely one of the most challenging parts, you know, um, trying to find work. And it's, it's the sooner you start, the better, I guess. That's probably the, the biggest lesson. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So you moved to Canada yourself in 2019, right? With your husband. Yes. And yes. you're both originally from India. So whereabouts in India are you from? Um, so we are from Hyderabad. Uh, my husband moved here nine years back. Um, and then I came in 2019. Uh, Hyderabad is, it's like a city. So people come from different states. Uh, so you meet anybody, three languages is the minimum that they know, right? Uh, oh, wow. In Hyderabad. Uh, so it can go to five, six, seven. Um, there are people who, you know, especially army kids, they move different cities, different states. And then they grew up uh, in uh, learning a lot of languages. I grew up with friends like that. And it's amazing. <laughs> you just switch amongst yourselves? Or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How many do you speak? I speak three. I understand four. Actually, you could say five. Uh, um, so I love watching different movies. That's the uh, top most interesting thing, I should say, you know, with the number of languages that we know. I get to listen to various songs, uh, different genres in different languages and the movies, explore all of these options and then just be proud, you know, that you're from this part of the country and then, you know, so many languages. Yeah, I love that. It's so it's so interesting and so rich and yeah, different cultures and everything. That's really cool. Have you managed to visit since you left in 2019? Or I guess it's been really challenging with the, the pandemic, right? Yeah, it was. I, I did visit last year. Um, but then, you know, pandemic, I didn't get to meet my friends or whatever. Uh, we right. just had to go and come back. But it was good to, you know, see family, uh, know that they're okay. They're doing fine. Uh, yeah. Oh, good. I was going to say, I hope everyone there that you know is, is safe and well. It was, um, oh, yeah. it was awful for a while back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That that phase was very scary. Yes. Yeah, being so far away as well. I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, there's also food uh, from the place that I'm coming from, uh, Hyderabad. That's something that, you know, I miss and I love uh, about the city. Um, you should say, I mean, in India, in overall India, you know, you, you drive around for 100 kilometers and then you eat different kind of food. That's mm. how it is. And, uh, you know, this was pretty much our weekend plan. Uh, all my school friends, we used to just take the car out and then go driving and then explore new cities, new places and then try the food. Wow. That oh. was the best, best thing we we did. Yeah. yeah. How, how long do you think it would take to travel there and experience it all properly as a country, as a visitor? Would you say, how long would you recommend? So it depends on where you are, where you're starting from. I know I love my city, but it's not the most interesting city. Um, you should go to places like Kerala. Um, that's also in the south. It's more green, a uh, lot of trees and a lot of um, boathouses and lakes and beaches and food, definitely. Um, there's also a mm-hmm. place called Pune. That's one of my top most favorite, um, you know, places. Um, there is, um, you know, you, you stand in Pune and you decide to travel 50 kilometers in any direction. You go to a new place. It's a new fort or there's a lot of hiking that you can do. And I love that place. So yeah, it depends on where you're starting from. And you could, you could do stuff in a weekend. You could, um, or maybe just, you know, take 
10 days off and start traveling from south to north and then start exploring yeah. yeah i'd love to do that one day oh my gosh that's definitely on my bucket list for you sure. should you should do that i yeah, think that's definitely. so interesting as well like what you were saying you can travel 50 clicks and be in a completely different country it feels like almost with the language and the food and everything so it's it's so different here isn't it in canada you can drive for hours and hours and hours <laughs> and you're just on the same highway kind of not really seeing much other than little towns and little gas stations and things so that is one thing i miss as well yeah. being from europe you can drive around and and see so many things so quickly so oh yeah, yeah. so Europe is my on my list definitely <laughs> I have to go there I mean I grew up watching these movies and uh, I don't know was it leap year I think they took the movie out in Ireland um Dublin on the bucket list <laughs> yeah, uh, Ireland definitely on my list and I really want to go there yeah yeah I, me too I've never been to Ireland but um yeah, I have a, a new Irish friend that I met on Instagram wow. and she wow. lives nearby. And um, yeah, now I have somebody there that I can get tips from and go visit with her maybe one day. Yeah, it's awesome. beautiful. Isn't this beautiful? You know, just uh, as part of the newcomers through yoga community as well. I am teaching people from Italy, Czech Republic, um, Egypt, yes. Europe. Um, it's It's beautiful. I mean, of course, there are a lot of Indians also that I met and then I don't know, someday, yes, please take me to your place, show me your home where you grew up and then, you know, let's let's travel the world. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's really awesome for sure how much connection you can feel when when you start to build the a targeted community on social media. I love, yeah, I love talking to people that listen to the show and reach out to me. I've been, I've been so lucky to meet up with some of them in real life too. So yeah, I totally agree. I, I really feel like we can get some such great friendships that come from social media. For sure. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So going back to Indian food, I really don't want to skip over that because that is what you guys are most famous for. <laughs> Tell us about the food that you miss the most. And um, if you've got any tips for anyone missing the food here, have you found any good places to go to find food from home in, in Toronto? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so biryani is very famous uh, from the place that I'm coming from. Uh, I tried recreating. Thankfully, you get almost everything here in Toronto in grocery uh, stores. I have to talk about this because that's something <laughs> that I really was, you know, it felt that I'm close to home when I saw, you know, stuff like I'm going to start mentioning. Okay. If Indians are listening mm. right now, you get Viko Vajradanti, you get Maggie, you get all kind of spices that you need, you know, to prepare your food where you are coming from. Not just Hyderabad. Um, there's all kind of, uh, you know, grocery stores for people from the Tamil uh, region and then South, in- the North Indian side and then Punjabi food and all of that. Right. So that's very, I- I'm grateful for that really because one thing that helped me is to recreate as much as I can from back home. Yes. The everyday food, um, you know, my breakfast, lunch, dinner, because of course I love, uh, other, other food here. I love Mexican food. I really like some places for burgers and, uh, I love to explore new food that's there. But you know, end of the day, you want to go back home and I am, uh, so I'm a curd rice person. It's yogurt, uh, you know, mixed uh, with rice. And end of the day, I want to like, you know, end my meal or day with that. And then mm-hmm. nicely have a, uh, you know, good sleep after that. So yeah, that's one thing that, you know, you get all of these stuff in grocery stores. So remember that. Otherwise, uh, in terms of restaurants, uh, there are places like Brampton and Scarborough. Both of these places, you can easily drive from Toronto. 
wherever you are living so um there are amazing restaurants here you should you should try it out i'm glad that i'm still able to do that weekend plans of going uh, out and trying out new food and then you know Um, yeah, that's so true because that's that was one of your fondest memories that you used to yes. do with your friends. So you can still do it here. That's so good to oh, hear. Yes. <laughs> and when you're talking about grocery stores, is it the main mainstream ones or are there specific Indian grocery stores? Um, so there are places uh, specifically for Indian stores. Walmart has some of the Indian stuff, but might not be all of them. But you will be surpri- surprised to see, uh, see places, uh, you know, biscuits that you used to grow up eating. Like uh, tea is very famous in India. You must be knowing. So tea, we have biscuits. biscuits along with tea so we call parli ji is one of the kind of biscuits that we eat so chai and parli ji are a very good combination um so yeah you get all of that stuff here which is really good you know and then there are places grocery stores like ikbal or you know just couple of places that i've been to specifically for indian stuff south asian you know pakistani mm-hmm. or the other um, you know cultures as well which is really good i i think i i visit there every two weeks so <laughs> and, and <laughs> even after two years of being here i'm still surprised and happy to see a lot of stuff that keeps oh, coming up so good yeah. it's so crazy isn't it how key food really is like it's oh, yes. it's connected to so many memories and so many emotions that we have and feeling of nostalgia from our childhood and you know comfort because if you're homesick and you can just have a recipe that your mum used to make you for example oh, yes. like it's such a powerful thing especially when you are far from home so i'm so happy that you were able to find that and it's just that's such a a good thing that that canada has it is such a diverse country that you can find all of these different foods and different things that you need to cook so so great true true and people hardly talk about food like i don't think you know you want to move to a new country somebody would come and give you the advice they have to give you this advice they have to tell you you might not find your mother's food right. your mother's cooking there so remember that <laughs> i know you're excited um, but you know just prepare yourself for these things and then you know you never know I I I try recreating as much as I can my mother-in-law's food and my mother's food and then my husband you know he just glows up he's like wow thank you this came exactly Aww. like how how my mom used to make and I'm like okay Yay. and then he's an awesome uh, cook as well so it it helps For sure it does. Yeah. Yeah, you all almost appreciate it so much more because you can't get it. Like I'm the same with um you know there's British stores that pop up every now and then and you can get some things in the grocery store it's the same thing for me. So yeah, when you're feeling sick or yeah, you just appreciate it so much more and you eat things that you never even ate back home. Have you found that? You're like, "Oh my god, I see it on the shelf." And I'm like, oh, "I have to eat that because it's from England." It's like I, when I lived in England, I never even had it, but now I'm like, "I need it." Right. Uh this <laughs> happened actually not in Canada, but I moved to another city when I was in India. I never used to eat seafood before, but I moved to a I moved to Chennai and then that has a beach and then there's a lot of seafood. I went out with my friends one night and then we were there till 1 1:30 in the night and then I sat and ate so much fish. Then I love fish right now. <laughs> I never ate it yeah. before when I was in you know Hyderabad back back in my city. And then now I cook and I I you know I just fry the fish but then my mother-in-law loves it so much. Uh so it's become um something that I am an expert in and I'm like okay go back 3 years I never used to eat seafood. Yeah. And I guess it is important to try all the Canadian food as well. Obviously it's oh, great yes. that you can find your things from home, but Canada does have so many great different foods to try and um oh, yes. what what's your favorite so far? 
um so uh, spe- not specifically canadian food but my husband uh, he works part time in a restaurant and then he cooks uh, uh, french cuisine um oh yes lot of um, i i can't even pronounce some of these names with meat and all of this stuff it's beautiful you know it's amazing i get to try all of these things so my friends from back home they tease me they're like you were that rice person and look at you eating all fancy food now <laughs> just what like duck you know oh, they yeah. have duck there and yeah they're such rich sources oh yum definitely, definitely yes French yeah foods. i love all of that yeah um so um burgers mexican food anyways i love that toronto is rich in all of this like yes. you know there's not just one particular thing um you know that's the best part like i said on the weekends when we try and exploring uh, explore food uh it just doesn't disappoint us you know and i love thai food there's this one place close to home that we have uh, you know a lot of uh, amazing thai food there so it's good toronto's fantastic for that it really is because mm. where i am i'm you know an hour and a half outside of the city and it's very much chain restaurants same kind of thing pubs oh, yeah. um then i go to toronto and it's just so diverse and every single street almost is um you know you can go to the danforth which is uh greek for example or you can go to little italy or you can go to all these different sections yes. of the city that are just you know mini countries almost and yeah the food is just phenomenal it's i love going to toronto for that reason probably yeah. <laughs> most, the biggest reason other than to meet new people too but oh yes yeah so when i said you know hyderabad is a mix of a lot of cultures you could say it's something like toronto mm. you could say from the amount of food the varieties that you see amount of people in the languages that you know yeah okay <laughs> so let's dive into your moving to canada story i think it's a really interesting one because canada was on your radar for quite a while over 10 years oh, you yes. mentioned that your boyfriend at the time now husband actually made the move here first and then you didn't make the move until 2019 as we mentioned before so yeah. talk us through that did you guys have to go long term um, long distance i guess for a while oh yes for eight long years uh, pretty much oh, wow. um, so i was supposed to move to canada in 2013 i guess but things just didn't work out and then i wanted to stay back home and then um thankfully i did have my own uh, you know uh, my career and my plans all of that was okay uh, it's just that you know the canada thing was not happening but i always had that on back of my mind um you know there was a phase when i didn't shop for a long time because i would shop when i go to canada uh you know before moving to canada so it was always like that i was just waiting for something to happen and then i would move to canada right but yeah it it kind of brought us close to each other um, brought me close to his family as well and then he used to keep visiting from uh, you know canada to india and then uh, we've had our share of the fun side of long distance relationship if you would uh, call it that uh, because you know both of us kept our own uh, uh careers and our own lives also is very important it's going to happen when it's going to happen uh you know you build your career you make up your whatever plans and then just be ready for whenever you have to travel so that happened uh you know it was a long distance relation of course it was difficult to some extent but then yeah i'm glad we made it and then i i'm here <laughs> 
Toilet matters, yes. At least you could move there finally and he'd establish those roots and set up a life for you to join. That that must have been really nice. And, you know, he could prepare you for what to expect. And then you'd visited and scouted out the area and you knew what to expect. So (laughs) No, no, no. So he moved, he came to India. He traveled to India. I never came to the Canada, came to Canada. Oh, you never visited visited him there? No. So it wasn't possible. I don't know, maybe with visa or whatever. I did visit US though, uh, just to understand how the weather is and all of that so okay. I could see that understand the culture and then just be prepared and ready for how Canada is going to be but the beauty I tell you I haven't seen this maybe I was not in the right place at the right time in the US but I haven't seen fall before um, mm. and I fell in love with it so uh, back from back in India at least the place that, where I lived we don't really have like this uh, difference in seasons of course there's raining there's summer and then there's winter which is cold but then not the change in color of uh, you know the leaves falling and the leaves changing colors and all of these things um, that was uh, that was the best because I moved in uh, September I just had to like wait a month, um, get used to the cold and stuff. October was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with Toronto, yeah. <laughs> oh, and so I was going to say, so did you find that you'd put Canada on a pedestal because you'd waited so long to finally move here? Was it was it everything you thought it would be? You were just kind of hooked straight away or what was it like finally landing there? I mean, how long had you waited to move there for? You'd been apart for so long and you'd reunited and then you'd finally landed in Canada. That's... Really that cool. was actually for like three, four months. It was beautiful. Uh, just to call out COVID. <laughs> um, mm. Before that, it was definitely awesome because um, not just moving to Canada, one, but moving to finally live with my husband after such a wait yeah. and starting to, you know, set up our own home. And then both of us are uh, decoration, decor freaks, like interior decoration, whatever. <laughs> we keep watching these shows and then, you know, both of us really spend that nice time and see, you know, what curtains, what paints and all of these things. So it was fun doing all of these things together. And then we went out, explored the place, started eating. So both of us, we met in college, right? So we are like best friends who then fell in love and then got married. So we have the same interests um, in a lot of things. In a lot of things, we don't. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, it, it did work out. It was really beautiful until COVID happened and then the plans kind of shattered. Right. Um, I'm a planner, actually. Uh, so I kind of plan a, a plan and then, you know, do things in a certain this thing in a way and then at the right time and whatever. But then COVID kind of changed everything. Um, that was difficult, but otherwise, awesome. I'm grateful that I'm here, finally. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And as a planner or someone who wants to feel like they're in control of their life, moving abroad, you know, in any time, let alone a pandemic is a huge shock to the system because there are so many things that you just simply can't control, you know, whether that employer will call you back or, you know, anything really. It's just learning to accept that, yeah, you can't really plan or control much at the beginning anyway. You've just got to kind of enjoy it and just jump in, I guess. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so when you came to Canada, you, you'd gone straight for permanent residency, I guess. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, that took a while because, you know, of COVID and the slow processing and stuff. Um, so again, going back to my planning, I finished my yoga certification before moving to Canada, right? And I, that's the best thing I've ever done. Like, I'm so grateful and happy that I did take that step 
it was you know i i wanted to finish the certification before moving here because uh, people go to india when you know they want to get certified as a yoga instructor i'm coming from india and i really wanted to do it i've been practicing for years now and then you know i wanted to be a teacher and then i was like maybe i'll start teaching in 2025 or maybe later but then you know let me just start with the certification get it done and then let's see where this goes and covid happened and then i was at home um with no pr and then i started teaching my family and friends and then you know then i went into the um uh, you know i had something to do i had something to wake up to and then start planning classes and sequences and study more about what yoga is and then you know also spend time on my regular job uh, search and then there were some certifications that i've done in my job as well so i think i really utilized the time right end of the day you know grateful that we are all safe uh, that's that's what matters you know there was just one difficult time and just utilize it right that's the most important thing but it was difficult mm-hmm. i have to say that yeah yeah and that's a part of your story that i really love because the fact that you did those things back in india and then they actually turned out to be real saviors for you in your new Ooh, life yes. in canada you know you completed that yoga teaching certification thinking it would be you know just a great idea that you could do but you actually had no idea how valuable those skills would end up being oh, yes. when you made the big move here tell us more about that oh yeah definitely you know um uh, you, you you remember the i mean i don't know if you've experienced this but you know there's just some phase where you know you nothing is going right at that at that particular time like you know this is what i've been waiting for for my whole life to move to canada and to live a certain life with my husband i'm happy that i wake up beside him every day i'm happy that i'm there with him you know i'm able to cook for him he's able to cook for me and then we're living this life our home we're building all of this is there i know but then it just mm-hmm. didn't you know go according to the plan what it is supposed to you know that feeling that you can do much more but you're not able to do it right now you see it's different uh, when you're back home in your own place in your own local uh, you know life where you have your community and then you want to start exploring and then they're there to support and motivate you but then you know imagine a time where you know you you don't have that with you right and then coming from that everything is wrong phase um to actually you know take that step of yes I don't have that support that I had back home. I don't have people cheering me every single day right beside me here motivating me, but I have to bring that strength from myself and turn things around. Mm. And that's exactly what I've done, you know. Uh, I started taking the step when I started teaching my friends they really loved it and I started seeing changes and you know there there's this one particular person that joined my classes for 3 months and then uh she tells me that there was whatever the health problem that she had before 3 months it changed you know she started seeing results and that kind of gave me like no wait wait a second it's not just some passing time that i'm doing with my friends and family there's an impact here and then i moved to social media started building the clientele you know and then the response that i got from social media also that there are so many people that resonate with me uh and then that single message you know like you said um, it makes your week and you know and i said that you know your podcasts are actually making an impact even the tiny tiniest of tiny uh, you know uh, response that you get from people and that happened actually and that opened up and that support motivation that you know i'm cheering that i was expecting from uh, my people when i first moved and that didn't happen that, that happened later virtually though 
you know it's impacting uh, people and then in turn it's motivating me as well and then things turned around that's it <laughs> yeah oh that's so beautiful and i think it it just shows that you know those small decisions that you make you know the action that you're taking today it could be such a small thing oh i'm just going to take this yoga course but yes. look how it's had an impact on future you right it's all a part of a big master plan i guess <laughs> oh, yeah. so yeah it's really cool to to see how it turned out for you so in what ways would you say yoga can really really impact people you you mentioned obviously finding that strength within because you don't have the support network around you when you move to a new country and i hear that a lot that yoga is really 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 good to to tap into that strength i'm just curious how you would put it and if somebody asked how yeah um so one is to know yourself that's where it starts like what you are there's so much like in my mind there is a constant voice talking to me all the time and trust me i am the most could be the best cheerleader sometimes but the worst critic as well like you know i mm. i might be super happy and proud uh, maybe i was yesterday but then i wake up with a thought today brings me completely down and says no you were supposed to do these five things that you didn't do this week you know you're you're you good for nothing or you're wasting your time you spent your time somewhere else and then you shouldn't have done that and whatever so that knowing yourself is very important that acknowledging these voices the positive and the negative whatever that you're hearing acknowledge it and that's the most important thing i think with yoga um i just needed this reminder i just needed uh, uh, the connect back with myself all these weekend trips with friends is different the movies you know the office stuff the stress from office also or the amazing awards that you've been getting all that is there and that defines you but without all of that when you have to sit at home in a lockdown um a situation what are you you know what are your interests are you reading books or you know are you practicing yoga or are you watching movies whatever your interest is and are you happy while you're doing these even while you're doing these if you sit and wait and you know think about the stuff that you're missing from back home and you know the, the negativity that creeps in um i think that's something that i had to uh, you know start working on and that's the reason i started with something called 365 day yoga challenge mm-hmm. which i just finished on 31st of october oh yay congrats yes. <laughs> that's a big deal 365 days wow yeah yeah so when yeah. i started this is uh, this was something that i heard that people said isn't it too long but i said you know i did this before i can do it again the self care routine yeah it's dedicating that time for yourself you know yes, that's yes. nobody's you know you don't have to think about anybody else other than just yourself for that yep. one hour a day or you know 10 minutes a day it's it's that it's that time that you've put aside to just really analyze what you're thinking and feeling because we don't do that it's something oh we have to force yeah. ourselves to do it's not something that comes naturally definitely not for me i <laughs> i'm so busy and i want to do the next task and the next thing on my list and yeah. we don't ever slow down naturally we have to make ourselves slow down and make ourselves check in with ourselves oh, and yes. emotional maturity meaning you know understanding what you're feeling and why you're feeling that way is a skill you have to practice and yeah yeah i think yoga is a great window to access that but also like you said you know some days you just opened a book and sat there for for a while and read a book so it's just the act of of slowing down and and 
thinking about where you're at and what you need oh, yes. to feel better or to grow. Yeah, I think that's yeah, awesome. definitely. I mean, I know it's a luxury. I have to mm. say this because I see my students. I know they can't spend this half an hour or one hour every day uh, for their regular practice. I understand that. Um, but then, you know, to attempt, this is what I wanted to show through my Instagram uh, channel, actually, you know, to tell them that, uh, yes, it's not just about asanas. It's not just about the physical aspect. Go for a walk. Yeah. There are people who are, uh, who've done it for 20 days, 21 days. So I came up with the other challenges, look, like a 21 day plank challenge, uh, 21 day meditation challenge and all of these things. And I've seen the response was amazing. Like, you know, how people showed up and they did do it for that short period of time, but yeah, whatever. So start there, you know, yeah. and, and see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. And I think it's something that we just neglect completely sometimes. You know, we go to a doctor for physical checkups, but it's just as important to do the work on, you know, on your inner self. It sounds so cheesy, but it's true. No, no. Yeah, true. Yeah. (laughs) The prevention is, you know, better than cure is something that, yeah, I know it sounds cheesy or, you know, cliched, but no, that's the most important thing, actually, if you ask me. And there's so many things as part of this journey, you know, finding a new career here and adjusting to a new place and, you know, trying to meet new people and build new friendships all of these things you need to understand who you are you need to understand what your goals are you need to understand you know where you want your life to go and why you've made this big decision and moved here in the first place and to understand all of these things and your personality and what you want you know all of these things are so important you know male female whatever it's so important as humans to to live joyfully I think it's so important so. oh definitely you know I mean when I came here I moved here and I put on 10 kgs of weight uh, yeah. you know because your food changes your food changes and then your mom is not only half of that was like maple syrup oh yeah possibly <laughs> because yeah you should you should say that because I started exploring so much of Canadian food when I uh, recently yeah. I mean just moved here and then I put on weight, you know, but then, you know, looking at myself in the mirror, I didn't recognize myself. I was like, Mm. and then the touch or connect with my body was kind of lost, you know, and I wanted to bring that back for sure. Exactly. And what I also like is journaling. Do you ever use journaling after yoga at all? Because I'm guessing when you finish a yoga session, you're, you're most, you're in that most reflective state and you're, you know, you're at peace and you've, you've maybe made some breakthroughs or maybe not, but you're in a quite a calm state and it would be a great time to, to get some thoughts out on paper. I'm wondering if you do that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I do that. I do that all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. that's how actually I think the journaling kept me going. Right. place to go back and read how and what I felt last year yes. you see just a year back if you see I was in a very very negative phase you know of um, uh, missing family and then don't know what I should do my career is on a break and then um, the, it, I can't do anything that everything is completely wrong and after a year I'm talking on a podcast uh, you know <laughs> as a newcomer to Canada and then sharing stuff that helped me And then kind of, you know, telling people that, see, maybe check this out if you want to, you know, take some points and incorporate in your lives or, you know, you resonate with anything. I think I'm in a much, much better place right now. Oh, it's so, I'm so, so happy to hear that. And it is a process, isn't it? You know, you can, we've all been in those kind of dark, darker times where things aren't going to plan and you're just thinking, 
you know, oh, I'm, I've made a big, dis- big mistake or this isn't working out. I'm getting frustrated. And yeah. it is, it does get better. You know, life is always going to go up and down. I think it's just oh, yes. the way life is supposed to be. And we're programmed with social media to just expect it to be perfect a hundred percent of the time. And it never will be. You're always going to be up and down. And that's just the beauty of life. And, um, I've, I always kind of, whenever I do feel down, I just, just accept it you know everything's normal the way that you feel it's a valid emotion so yeah totally totally yeah what I do I you know even if journaling isn't your thing um if you're feeling like you're not happy right now I what I used to do is and I still do sometimes just write down some small things that bring you joy so for example, for me, it's so, so small, you know, fe- the feeling of finishing a good book or fresh bed sheets or singing <laughs> loudly in the car or just the view of like a big open sky or the sound of the ocean or, I don't know, opening a hotel room for the first time. You know, you put your key- <laughs> card key in the door. These tiny things, you know, they bring you joy and writing those down, you know, that's going to give you a list of these small things that you can do to give you that little boost. And, you know, the why do they bring you joy? And then trying to chase after those emotions in other ways. It's just trying to, yeah, understand what brings you joy as a person and and, um, working towards that. Definitely. Such an awesome idea. You know, the gratitude list is very, very important. Mm. You should have these kind of columns also, you know, in your daily journal, like, you know, what am I happy about today? But of course, there were times when I wrote uh, what pissed me off today. <laughs> there yes. were literally times that I wrote that down because, <laughs> yeah, you know, you call back home and then uh, it's beautiful every day. But then maybe there's something that, you know, is changing there and then you don't have control because you can't travel. Like, you know, I missed a lot of important things but just because I couldn't travel. You understand that yeah. more than anybody, right? You've experienced that. So, you know, that's something, there were t- things that were frustrating me and trust me, there was a list that I've written of what made me <laughs> angry today <laughs> what made yes. me sad today so my husband I, appreciates this you know he's not like me at all uh, in these things so he says you know whatever anxiety that I have a small little whatever I'm feeling right now I would just write it down I still do that I write it down positive feelings negative whatever it is and what is making me feel that way and how many of these are in my control and trust me that helped me so much because you have no idea how much of what you're feeling is actually impacted by somebody else and their mm. actions and because they're not listening to you. <laughs> and then to understand that they don't have to, you know, that they, they have their own um, uh, life, they have their own thought process. They don't need to listen to you. Like, you know, of course, it's fr- frustrating when my parents go out, for example, and then, you know, I'm worried that, you know, COVID and whatever. And then, but then, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people listening to us right now can resonate with this because I heard this from a lot of my friends, um, you know, who are out of India and then the parents back in India are not listening to them and they're going out <laughs> or whatever. So these were the things that I actually wrote down. I said, what made mm-hmm. me angry today? Is it under my control? Yes or no? If it's not under my control, get peace with it. That's it. Yeah, because there are go. different people. Yeah. And they have their own thought process. You can't control everything and everybody. What else is in my control? What are the steps that I can take towards that? And that gave me a lot of peace, actually. Yeah. And it works with things that you miss from your home country as well. So you could write down the things that you miss. Like Mm. for me, it's, you know, the history of England. I really miss walking around and, you know, feeling the story of a place around me. And I miss that here. You know, everything's quite new. So 
it's looking at that and then saying, okay, how can you actually replicate that in Canada if it's really bringing you down and you're missing that part of home? What can you do to to replicate that feeling that that gives you? So maybe I can go to more museums, for example. You know, these are small steps that you can do to try and grab that nostalgia from from your home and, and kind of... But you have to do that. You have to have that time with yourself to even realize that that's what you're missing and then thinking about okay how can I make myself feel better in Canada so it's such important work it really that's is. such a great point really I mean I don't think there were times that I had to sit and think what do I want to do today we, we mm. would just go out on Fridays yeah. on weekends some or the other plans like you know there, there are games that I play with my husband right now and then through the games we figure out what we want to do this weekend yeah like, you know <laughs> I also want to touch on the fact that it's about who and what we surround ourselves with right because you did a big overhaul of your Instagram feed this year am I right tell us about that and the impact that that had oh yeah definitely um you know there was so much that I learned oh my god there's so much (laughs) out there so before starting off as a account as well I did an analysis on how Instagram and what kind of yoga pages are on Instagram, what are they sharing and how I should be uh, when I get onto the, you know, bandwagon or whatever. And then to see there were a lot of these um, fancy poses and a certain size of the body and then, you know, a certain, um, the way that they look and the kind of clothes that they wear. So I grew up in a country where we, we, we practice yoga and pajamas also, mm. right? You know, we don't really have a specific yoga pants concept. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. There's no yoga pants concept in India, actually. It's just starting to show up now because we, we, uh, I, I, I don't know if you've seen my feed. I, I show uh, yoga in saris also, the Indian attire and then pajamas or the kind of loose pants also or whatever different kinds of, you know, clothes. You can practice yoga pretty much in everything, mm. anything. Um, so that's something that was a change for me when I started doing this analysis and I saw a certain picture and just one kind of a picture on Instagram and I kind of wanted to change that I wanted to show the real picture of my life how my life as a yoga practitioner from past 11 years and a yoga instructor now how their life is and I wanted to show that and I'm glad super glad that people resonated with with it and there are so many people come out and tell me that Harisha wow I mean you know you show us the real picture and I'm super lazy when it comes to makeup (laughs) I hardly put makeup on Um, so you know the sweaty face is the actual real picture after after your practice you feel peaceful you feel good there are days when I don't there are days when I Mm. cry also there are days when you know the anxiety creeps in and then after my yoga practice I'm not really on the best this thing but then you know I talk about these things yeah so important I tell people you know this is what it is and then I realized slowly that there are so many such accounts also on Instagram it's on us to actually um, uh, build up our feed use the right hashtags you go and search for authentic or the real picture of yoga and uh, yeah, I follow a lot of such accounts. You should see my feed when, uh, you know, I'm on Instagram. I have people from all kinds of uh, backgrounds, all kinds of sizes, uh, you know, all um, health issues or, you know, people specific with specific niches and all of that. So it's very important for us. I think, you know, that's something that I keep telling my friends also. Um, there are people who think Instagram Reels or TikTok is just some kind of, a, you know, time pass or just dancing around. But no, you know, there are people that... 
actually share recruitment advice also employee uh, i mean you know job uh, support and all of these things on instagram it's beautiful that really is oh, i love that and what a beautiful thing to finish on because it's so true that you have to you have to make your own feed you have oh, to yeah. <laughs> you know if an account i read that somewhere if an account gives you a negative reaction you know if you're thinking oh i wish i looked like that or oh i wish that i could start a business or oh it's a negative reaction just unfollow that person because you know they're not the right account for you they can be the perfect account for somebody else but it's just not going to resonate with you and that's great just unfollow find pages that make you happy and that actually add value to to your life and what you know ones that you can really connect with so oh, yeah, and then when you log on it's not going to be a toxic social media it's going to be a really enriching one with people that that have real value and support to give and yeah you can make it your own i love that what a good lesson <laughs> yeah you know when so much of information is coming up on the screen in that little time that we have right that 5 minutes 10 minutes that we have there's so much of information like you scroll you see some you know super awesome cute uh, doggy video and then you see you know some really bad news from some country and then something else something else so that 5 minutes are your mind is actually going through so much in those 5 minutes you need that break and yeah you're so right when there's somebody who is kind of you know intimidating you in whatever way maybe there's not something that you know you want to look at right now uh yeah just unfollow them maybe come back later i do that all the time i clean up my feed so much it's a beautiful place at least for me very beautiful space that thankfully i created uh you know thanks to the people that have been following me and then you know um the kind of support and love that they show it's such it's i think yoga is one thing um that kept me sane and instagram is another thing that kept me sane mm. through this process and i've heard that before a lot that instagram is 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 a really beautiful community for for a lot of people a lot of accounts that you know instagram can be a great place and yeah like we were both mentioning we have people on instagram that we've genuinely connected with and we've met in real life and it's real friendships oh, yes. that have blossomed from it i think it's a really yeah i love instagram <laughs> i really hope it doesn't die we're getting we're getting old i feel like tiktok is coming in <laughs> like we're the facebook now it's like no i love instagram oh that's fine you know i mean you know uh, it's it's the people that matter right they're still going to be in touch with you and uh, that's the most yeah. important thing um just to you know um maybe you know we're going to end soon so there's just one thing that kind of kept me um you know as a lesson that i had was uh ask for help so i am really not one of those people i didn't have to when i was back home um, i was just self sufficient and then i had the support from family and friends here uh, like even now there are strangers who are trying to help me right and i still have that some kind of uh, you know uh, maybe they are expecting something from me like why are they trying to help me i still have these thoughts it's okay you know there are different kinds of people in the world and that's the most important thing when you're moving to a new country uh take a uh, pause i know it's not the same from back your local place uh you need help here so it's okay to ask for help there's no ego of course there's no ego uh, but also there's not um, that feeling of you know why are they trying to help me Should, can i trust them uh or you know are they giving me wrong advice or all of these things get out there and it's on you to you know decide to uh take the step or not or listen to the advice or not but at least be 
active and opening up, you know, for advice. I think that's something that, you know, is very, very important. Yes. Oh, I couldn't agree more. There's so many beautiful communities that that really will help and that will share their their advice to you. And then, yes, yeah. a lot of scams <laughs> as well, unfortunately. So definitely, if it's too good to be true, oh, yes. <laughs> it's too good to be true. Don't, you know, if especially with immigration, oh, yes. things like that. So just definitely be careful with those kind of things. But definitely, yes, ask for help because Canadians themselves are so, so nice and, and willing to help. And then um, the international community here as well. We are, we're, we're such a great, a great community and really growing oh, yeah. as well. I'm so happy with the uh, the com- interaction that I've had with immigrants here and of course Canadians as well. Uh, they're really very nice. Like I don't think <laughs> I don't think I've seen I I don't think I would have really expected this. I I was counting on um, um, of course my husband and then his friends and his family, my friends and family like I I was like okay, I know some people, I know it's going to be great. But to see the support that I'm getting from strangers also yeah. is awesome. Right? As part of the communities that I've been in, really Amazing. great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so, so much, Harisha, for your time and wonderful energy. I, where can people go to connect with you? Tell us, um, where you are on Instagram. And then, like we were mentioning the communities, any communities that you'd like to share? Oh, yeah. So, uh, Harisha Pranyut Yoga. This is what you will find me. Uh, on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I added the account, but I hardly use it. Maybe TikTok <laughs> as well. Um, so my husband's name is Pranyod and I am Harisha. So I just put it together, H-P-Y, which comes out to be happy. <laughs> so I just I wanted to that. put it together that way. And that's how it sounds. So H-P-Y or Harisha Pranyat Yoga. <laughs> Amazing. We will put it all in the show notes. Um, and then, yeah, I do want to do a quick plug to um, Elizabeth as well over on the Newcomers Through Yoga Facebook community because Harisha hosts her yoga classes through that community as well. And Elizabeth, she was on our uh, podcast, the, the Spanish episode of season two. Um, check her out. She founded that group on Facebook and it's, it's a wonderful awesome. community yeah. of using yoga to bring the international community together and lots of um, deep, meaningful conversations happening over there as well, being vulnerable and sharing your truth. So, Oh, yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much, Harisha. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thank you, Kate. Thank you for having me. Thank you so, so much for listening. As always, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And then if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next week. Bye.